We here already? Good <laughs> afternoon, morning, evening, daytime, wherever you are. Thank you for joining us. My name is Eddie Jean Hall Jr. and you are with The Urban Therapist. I am your host and joining me today as always is my good friend and the producer of The Urban Therapist, Mr. Lewis Rhodes. How you doing today, Lou? What do you mean that we're here already? <laughs> Man, I was, I, you know, I was listening to the dun 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 dun, dun you know, and, and watching the dude hold his face, and I was thinking, yeah, man, you need to make sure you listen to the show because we gonna have. So I was thinking about that guy, you know, at the beginning, you know, it was like, and so, and I got caught up in that, and then, you know, it was like, bam, and I was here, so that's why. Right, bam. <laughs> hey, isn't everybody, it, isn't thank it you great to have us. such a great? functioning platform i love for, it for those of you that have been keeping up with our show i hope you can sincerely see the quality difference in where we started <laughs> episode one to where we are now which is episode six and uh yeah i mean we we've learned a lot on the way you know that's what they say start at the bottom and now we're, we're here so we're doing great yeah. we're moving along we're learning from our mistakes and we are adding value so we hope that you uh can appreciate the struggle as they say well i know listen y'all i tell you i appreciate my friend and he's not just my producer he's my buddy he's working on this and lou thanks and we got some more stuff that we're going to be doing in the future this this my friends is only the beginning this is only the beginning so again we want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the urban therapist and we are going to go into cognitive distortions part two cognitive distortions part two so listen i'm gonna do a quick recap of what we talked about last week so we can continue on and talking about cognitive distortions so did you first, see what i did there what you do <laughs> it said episode five but i called it episode 5b oh episode 5b okay i thought of five and then you said six okay so this is episode 5b there we go well okay. i mean we could say it's six but there it's two halves you can't okay. have one without the other they, they're together yeah. they make a whole yeah man okay i'm with you okay so this is episode b of a right of cognitive distortion like a quentin tarantino movie you always have to have a part one and a part two. Okay, see, you know, why'd you do that? Because you know how my mind runs with movies, and so I started thinking of Kill Bill 1 and Kill right. Bill Part 2. Right. Okay, okay. All right, so I don't have Quentin, but I do have this. We're talking about cognitive distortions. And so, quick definition of what cognitive distortions are. Cognitive distortions are thought patterns that cause people to view reality in inaccurate, usually negative ways. Okay. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about when my thinking is messed up and I'm seeing things the way I want to see things instead of seeing things the way they really are. In short, they're habitual errors. So it's not just a one off these are patterns of thinking that many of us have that we do on a regular basis 
And normally it causes us to interpret events in a negative way. So last week we talked about magnification and minimization. And we talked about how that involves placing a stronger emphasis on negative events and downplaying positive ones. We also talked about that word that I had such a problem with. I had to bring Lewis on to say it, catastrophizing. And I that is kind of say it right either. <laughs> and that is similar to maximization and minimization, and that people who do this often believe that the worst will happen, even though typically they have limited information and often limited information. They believe that the worst would happen. Always looking for the worst. Okay. Like it's like chicken little and the sky is falling. Then there's overgeneralization with my girl with the coffee mag giving you the yeah look. Like, yeah, really? Overgeneralization, that is people or those are people who are prone to thinking or taking isolated events and assuming that all future events will be the same. Now, like we use the example, how some people will use that if they go into a certain uh, ethnic business and if their service is not what they want, they'll say every business owned by that ethnicity provides the same type of service. So I'm not going back there. That's overgeneralization. That was that one. And then we talked about my girl up in the tree. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Wait, you know, what did they call them in the Lord of the Rings? Because, you know, they had all those different fairies, that, pixies. That's it. The fairies in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, you know, she doesn't have the ears, but that's the tree thing and her in there. And that look reminded me of that. <laughs> and, the, and, and this particular, this particular. Cognitive distortion, mag <laughs> magical thinking. Why are you laughing at me, man? Um, magical um, thinking. Okay. <laughs> so magical thinking describes a set of beliefs that two unrelated events or phenomena in the world are connected and affect each other, even though they may have no actual connection at all. And I love the example. Lewis Hughes last week, he said, yeah, like I put on my green socks that morning and I went to work and I got a promotion. So I got the promotion because I put on the green socks. Nah. You apparently discounted That's, all that hard work you've been doing. Of course, because right. it's the green and the sock. Right. Yeah. See, so that's magical. That's that's an example of magical thinking. And we do that. And, you know, we think, like I said, I use the example, you know, I had the flat tire because I kicked the dog. I, I don't kick dogs for the National Humane Society who may be out there. I, I don't do that. I don't kick dogs. I'm just using that as an example. But two totally unrelated events. But in our minds, we took, put the events together. Then there was personalization. I love this one because personalization is those who personalize their stressors tend to blame themselves or others for things over which they have no control. It's your fault 
that is raining outside. You know, I'm, I'm gonna take the rain. You know, I'm gonna take the blame. I'm gonna take the blame on on on, on the fact that you're having a bad day, and I'm just getting to work. I'm gonna take the blame because you're not feeling good, and I'm not the one to cook the food that you ate last night. Personalization: we tend to blame ourselves for the actions of others, or blame others for our own feelings. This is personalization creates a lot of stress. And for more information on each of these, you can go back to the previous week broadcast. But we're talking about the different ways that we think and how it affects us, okay? These are cognitive distortions. We mess up how we see reality. So here's the next one we're going to talk about. And we got a whole bunch of them. You know, we got the ones from last week. We got a few more this week because, hey, if you don't like this flavor, trust me, there's one of these or two of these that, that you and I have done or may do on a regular basis. That's why I want you to check it out and not tune it out. Now, I'm not trying to rush Jumping you. Jumping to conclusion. I'm not sir? trying to rush you, but you're going to have to go through these now. Yes, sir. Okay. I got here you. we go. <laughs> All right. Here okay. We go. Here we go. All right. All right. Jumping to conclusions. All right. Jumping to conclusions. When people jump to conclusions, they make unwarranted assumptions based on limited information. Sound familiar? This type of thinking allows people to make decisions quickly, but it also means that these decisions are quite often wrong because they're making decisions on assumptions based on limited information. Okay. The next one, this is a real good one. Mind reading, mind reading. In mind reading, mind reading mishaps often occur in relationships. So you're having a problem with your significant other. This might be why. These could be friendships, work partnerships, or romantic partnerships. And I'm going to tell you why. Here's a good example. Let's say that a friend does not invite you to go out to a restaurant because they assume that you wouldn't want to go for one reason or another. That's mind reading. Ask me if I want to go. Let me say no. Do I have another one in here? Yes. Maybe somebody at work is upset with you because they assumed you were thinking something negative about them. My question is, were you thinking something negative about them? But that's beside the point. The principle is this. Mind reading. I can be upset with you. Somebody's upset with me because they're thinking something and I didn't do it. Here's the one at home. Perhaps your spouse makes an important decision without asking you because they thought they knew what you would want. Uh, they knew that you would want them not to do it. So that wasn't mind reading. That was being real. Okay. But, but it's staying in this mind reading. Oh, I knew she would want me to do it. So that's what I did. Well, I did it. This is a cognitive distortion. These are cognitive distortions that get us in trouble. So we go from mind reading and jumping to conclusions to fortune telling. I love the handles they put on these. Okay. Fortune telling. And fortune telling, this is a cognitive distortion in which you predict a negative outcome without realistically considering the actual odds of that outcome. 
kind of sounds like catastrophizing, right? Again, like I said, this is like whether you like Coke or Pepsi, you drinking a soda, it's just a different brand. This is fortune telling, it's all cognitive distortion. You may not catastrophize like other people, oh, it's the worst case scenario. But fortune telling is when you're predicting a negative outcome without realistically considering what's the chances of that actually happen, happening. So you're jumping to conclusions. You see how they all tie together. Okay. Yeah, a lot of them feel very similar. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, I there are nuances, but mm-hmm. s- several, I feel like when you're describing them, I mean, I've seen a lot of them in motion in action. But, yeah, there's definitely some gray area between some of them. Yeah, I love the way you said it. Nuances, you know. And and this is why we're going through them because some of us have a tendency to lean to one more so than the other one. So, you know, you may not catastrophize, but you do fortune tell. But you don't think, since well, since I'm not looking at the worst case scenario and everything, I don't do that but you don't get all the facts. So I love that. Good word. Nuances. They have nuances. Speaking of nuances, I got the next one because I think I got one, two. I got three left. Oh, I got four left and I only got a few minutes. So here we go. Emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning. Put that guy up there for me. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he's figured out that he didn't mess up. Okay. Right. <laughs> this, We've all this looked like that. Relic- We've all looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's me at work. <laughs> A lot of days. <laughs> <laughs> so emotional reasoning. This one is a close relative of jumping to conclusions in that it involves ignoring certain facts when drawing conclusions. The emotional reasoner will consider their emotions about a situation as evidence rather than objectively looking at the facts. Mm. So in other words, with this one, I'm going to go with how I feel Mm. instead of doing my homework and going by what I've learned or what I can learn. That's why it's related. That's why it's a a nuance of jumping to conclusions because I've jumped to conclusions and make decisions before getting all the facts. This one, I'm going off my emotions and I may be going off my emotions in face of the facts. Right. That's, that's like that, people who are like, <laughs> you ever have someone that coworker and they swear that another coworker doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know why you feel that way. Oh, I just feel like they look at me funny. <laughs> or something. I mean, I'm just saying. And they build no, up this you, whole but... like case of why something is. And you're like, I don't see that. I don't. Because all they're really doing is they're going based on emotion. They're just going based off their emotions and they've jumped to conclusions on something. You know, they read something that the the person didn't even see you that day because they were busy. They were caught up 
and maybe they had just got chewed out by their boss. And so you're thinking they don't like you because, you know, nah. Oh, here's a good slide on that. Look at this one. This is what we'll say. I'm feeling completely overwhelmed. Therefore, my problems must be completely beyond my ability to solve them. Or here's another example. I'm angry with you. Therefore, you must be in the wrong here. These are both examples of faulty emotional reasoning. That second one is hilarious. Both of them are good. I'm angry with you. Therefore, you must be wrong. If I'm mad at you, you got to be wrong. Now, man, have you met people like that? Have you been in situations like that in dealing with people? Of course. They're so busy being mad at you, they won't even take the time to see. The facts. No, I didn't do what you think I did. See? But this, we think it's just my feelings, but, but our feelings are generated by our thoughts. So this is why this is a cognitive distortion. I like that one. Emotional reasoning. Okay. Here we go. Here's the next one. Disqualifying the positive. That kind of sounds like the, co- the, the cousin of magnification and minimization. Okay. Disqualifying the positive. In this one, those who disqualify the positive, positive tend to treat positive events like flukes, thereby clinging to a more negative worldview and a set of low expectations for the future. Yo, let's use uh, your example of you getting a promotion. You know, you go to work, you get a promotion at work, wouldn't expecting it, you know, but it's because of your hard work and what you've done. I come by and say, yo, Lou, man, congratulations, man, for the promotion. Oh, no, oh, man, you know, um, you know, man, it's just they didn't have anybody else to give it to. So, you know, <laughs> that's why they gave it to me, you know, or, you know, you know, I've been there, you know, 10 months. I've been there for a year so. You know, they just, no, mm-hmm. no. Disqualifying the positive, that ruins your your, your, your self-esteem, your self-image. And I'm not talking about being prideful and, and braggadocious, but I'm saying there are those times in our lives where we need to recognize positive things have happened to us because of the work that we've done. Or it was just a blessing man take that thing praise it be grateful run with it don't play it down too oftentimes too many of us play things down and wow just messes with our self-image and our self-esteem this next one should statements had to kind of work with this one but it was in there so this is why you got it so here we go should statements should statements are statements like these I must look lose weight to look better. I ought to call the plumber. I got to ask that lady about this one, but here we go. I should call my family more. He should have called me back. Now, this is why should statements are in the cognitive distortion arena or family. Check out this next slide. Although these statements might seem innocuous, To some, they have dangerous potential. Here's why they have dangerous potential. 
They are negative ways of thinking about things, and they can often make a person feel frustrated when they don't do or achieve their should statements. So what am I talking about? If I say I must lose weight to look better, or I should lose weight, and I don't do it, then I can feel like, oh, I don't look good. Oh, I'm fat, you know, because I should lose weight. Or if I say I should call my family more and I don't, then, oh, I'm a bad son. I'm a bad daughter. I'm a bad uncle, grandfather, mother, whatever, because I did. You see what I'm saying? And we'll build up all these should statements and we'll focus on them because we're ma- we're making goals that maybe we can't reach at this time and making commitments to ourselves that we just can't do. Well, I should, you know, I should, I should. No, stop. Do what you can. Would that be the equivalent of also somebody who feels like they should be at a certain point in their life? That's right? a good one. Like, like I should Didn't be, think about that. I should be the manager by now. I've been working at this company for 10 years. Or Good point. Um, Good you, one. you see yourself as kind of a failure because you haven't reached certain milestones by a certain point of your life. If you're not married by a certain age or you haven't had kids by a certain time or you haven't That's a real good achieved certain goals that people might achieve in your age bracket. Great. Those are great examples. And that's absolutely true. And 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 that that should that guilt we put on ourselves. So you see, now we put on the guilt, then we put on anxiety, then we put on envy because we're looking at other people who are doing some of the things that we think we should have done. And you see how that bowl of confusion just builds up in our brains and can cause us to get stressed out and become emotional wrecks. Mm-hmm. Should statements distort, these are another part of cognitive distortions. And our last one, our last one for today. You see this man. He is saying all or nothing. And he (laughs) means it. Look look at that face. I, 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 I mean, boy. I don't know who he's talking to, but he is like, brother, you're going to give me all is all or is nothing at all. And this is another cognitive distortion. And this is the last one. So listen, all or nothing thinkers are people who think in extremes. They use words like always and never in describing things. He's always mean. She's never nice. They never listen to me. She's always late. They're always overlooking me. I'll never be able to achieve this. I'm always messing up. This all or nothing thinker, listen to this. You find it difficult to look at a situation and notice the positives. You use words like should, until we just left the should spot, shouldn't, always, and never. 
You focus largely on the downsides, even when a potential opportunity is found. Because if you can't have it all your way, then it's nothing. <laughs> oh, listen, listen, man, I got one more before the wrap. Look at this. You have trouble receiving feedback, whether constructive or positive. You don't try things unless you're sure you can perfectly do them. And you find that even the smallest mistakes lead to feeling like a failure. This is all or nothing thinking. Mm. Now, I got a confession to make. I can see me in all these that we just went through. And as even, even right now, as I'm going over this all or nothing, I'm like, boy, I got to work on that one. And here's the thing with cognitive distortions. Don't be ashamed. Don't be mad. Don't be upset with yourself. We all do them from time to time. They're patterns, they're habits that we develop. The important thing is learning now how to recognize them so I can catch myself and I can see what I'm doing. So again, these are the different type of cognitive distortions. Magnification and minimization, catastrophizing, overgeneralization, magical thinking, personalization, jumping to conclusions, mind reading, fortune telling, emotional reasoning, disqualifying the positive, should statements, and all or nothing thinking. We want you to understand that all of us at some time or, or another wind up dealing with these type of cognitive distortions. Now that you've been able to put a label on it, now that you've been able to take step back and take a look at how you may be thinking at different times, you and I can work on moving away from that, bringing our thoughts under control, being more positive and realistic. When we learn these, we can help ourselves and we can help others. But first things first, we got to help ourselves with this. And in doing that, we enhance our relationships with everybody else. So Lou, that's it for me with this Appreciate everybody joining us for show five, part B on cognitive distortions. You're listening to the urban therapist. Lewis is going to close us out by telling you where you can find us at different spots. So if you see on the screen here, we've got different social media platforms that we are participating on. And we'd love to have you connect with us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, obviously, we have an email address if you would like to send us feedback or commentary or if you just have a suggestion. We'd love to hear it. And, of course, you can find us on YouTube as well. So uh, all of our handles are here. We welcome you to find us, follow us, share us with a friend, uh, send this show to somebody else if you think 
you look, see the cool thing about this show, you can send people the little suggestions, like, hey, this might be you. But you don't have to say it like that. You can just say, Oh, check out this great video that I've seen. It's you great. And you're actually planting yeah. a subliminal message to them that maybe this is for you. Yeah. Hey, use Lewis and I to tell people the things that you know you want to tell them. <laughs> I'm just saying, he, he said it, you know, we'll tell them for you and we won't tell them. You told us to tell them. We'll be like their subconscious translator. There you go. Helping your friends and your loved ones to grow as all of us try to grow together. Exactly. Right. Because that's what we're trying to do. Listen, everybody, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate your support and we will see you next week. Take care.